What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Louda, what do you got? All right, guys. So I read this cool, interesting story on LATaco.com. Ooh, that's a great website. I need to check out. Yeah, it has nothing to do with tacos, though. Oh. Just, just oh. letting you guys know. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so there is a photographer who stayed overnight at a Hollywood cemetery to take pictures during the witch hour, which is 3 a.m., which is said to say, they say that that's when all the spirits come out and you could probably get a lot of paranormal activity on your photos. And then I was like, yo. Wait, I'm- wait, what? Yeah, like, you know, like the little blips and all yeah. these other stuff. Uh-huh. So he stayed there. Um, this happened through because, you know, Cap said it was like Dia de los Muertos. So yeah. he wanted to capture the witch hour again, 3 a.m. Then I thought, okay, I'm committed to my art. You know, we love what we do. But I don't know how committed I would be to stay at a cemetery at till 3 a.m. No, bro. Yeah, right? I wouldn't do it. Cap, would you do it? I knew Sedona would Hell be no. like, no. No chance, man. I have a hard enough time going to a cemetery in the middle of the day. But the pictures are beautiful. You can follow him at LA underscore reflections on IG. You could see the pictures that he captured. Gorgeous. I wouldn't do it, but I'm like, yo, commitment to art. You guys are wimps. I used to stay at cemeteries all the time and have seances there. Why? Oh, hell, girl. To try and see ghosts. I'm out. Hold on. How'd that like, go? No, no, no. Seances? Like, yes. what are you talking about? Well, we tried Ouija boards. We'd bring oh, candles. We'd no. go to the library and get, like, books about, like, trying to raise the dead. No, no, no. I quit. Ouija I don't mess boards. with that stuff. Never no. never saw never saw any ghosts, though. Only only one time we were, like, trying to, to get, like, our, our neighbor, our dead neighbor to, to resurrect. And we were like, show us a sign if you're here. And then the light flickered. And we were like, ah! We all ran away. <laughs> I, I used to have a Ouija board when we were kids too. I don't what? remember anything actually ever happening. We bought one, yeah, just like we used to play with it with my my neighbors and I. But yeah, dude, like, never yeah. in mi casa like that was a sin. You don't go near any really? of that. Yes, no. I would say like eighty no. percent of my my childhood was us trying to do some kind of ghost stories, uh, witchcraft. What was the name of that show that Alyssa Milano was on? Oh, Charmed. Yeah, Charmed. Charmed. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. that show. You know why I even know that show? Is because it still runs in syndication on yes, TNT. It's so good. So sometimes what will happen is like I'll fall asleep watching uh, a bat. This, I mean, listen, anyone who's stayed up very late watching basketball on TNT, will so- you fall asleep and you wake up and that's a show that's on because that's what they run on TNT late yep. at night and in the early in the morning. It's a good 4 a.m. Yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Ouija boards, though. Like, I mean, I, I remember being a kid and somebody had a Ouija board. Why is Greg Bergman still here? Oh, really? Bergman's still here? Greg is a o'clock. hard worker. It's 5 o'clock. He should be like somewhere. Look at Scott McCarthy over there. There we <laughs> wow. go. Oh, man. Look at that. Everybody's People are here. Wow. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Bergman have a Peloton class to do? Hey, yeah. Bergman. Be- hey, Bergman has a Peloton class to do. I don't think he can hear you guys or he's ignoring well, you guys. Yeah. I just want to, I want to tell Bergman. Well, no, hey, no, he's putting up the volume now so he <laughs> can hear us. So, hey, yeah. Bergman. Yeah, I shouldn't want... you have a Peloton class to be doing or something? I mean, you have 18 of those to do. He needs to give that Peloton up. He's never going to use it. Yeah, dude, just sell know, it, man. dude, on eBay or something. I'm telling you right now, I did Olivia Amato this morning and her hard rock class. Let me tell you something. If you want to try and get in as much as you can in only 30 minutes, Olivia Amato... Right. She's the best Peloton instructor for a short class to yeah. get the most work done. Yeah. So Bergman, get home yeah. and follow me on on Peloton and see the class that I did and then go beat my numbers. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Bergman looks like he could use a little extra Peloton these days. I got to be honest. Ooh. I haven't seen him in a minute. So. Is he looking like Zion thick yeah. or what? Yes. Um, not like Zion. He's not waddling around. You know what I mean? But Damn, you guys are so savvy. I mean, not he's not us. that. You know, I'm, Dude, not, hey, I'm not saying he's that. Yeah. <laughs> Seven.
Joe. Dude, Zion, man. I don't know if you saw Chuck and uh, oh, Shaq they were at, they, Well, yeah, Charles said that it looked like they had had a baby. <laughs> he, said, he said, Chuck, what do you think about Zion? He goes, it, it looks like, like me and Shaq had a baby. And Shaq was, Shaq was like, Chuck, what'd you say? Chuck, Chuck, you just say that we had a baby, Chuck. And I was like, oh, hell no. And then Shaq was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. And like Shaq was walking off the set. It was funny. I laughed hilarious. when I saw it. What do you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Bergman, um, you, you, what's the deal with this Peloton thing? What's the story there with that? Yeah, hold on. Get him on another microphone. Don't be sharing microphones. It's COVID. I think we were Here? sharing like. Uh, yeah, I still got to do. I can't eyebrow. hear you, but if I, I have to do eighteen in this month, I did one on it? Monday. I did one on the first. So I have to yeah. do it within this month. Eighteen, otherwise, I lose twenty five thousand dollars mythical money, and I have to sell my Peloton to Amanda. Right. You oh. realize you have to do like four more about four a week, basically. Yeah, I think I can do it. Okay. Come on, dude. Just do it every day. Yeah, like yesterday I went to the Laker game, so I wasn't able to do it. But today I'm going to go home, and I'm going to go on it. And Scott said that he would do it with me. And so, Greg, when you say Oh, that, wow, uh, you're going to compete against the boss? Yeah. Oh, then you can't win. You know that, right? What do you mean? With, with, with I mean, you're Scott? not supposed to beat the boss. You got to let the boss beat you. I think he's talking about me, not McCarthy. Oh, you. Oh, you. Yeah, you can be. No, Mc- yeah, Scott Kaplan. McCarthy. I think he meant no, Scott no, McCarthy Kaplan. was doing uh, so, doing a Peloton with So, you. Greg, let me give you a little bit of, uh, if you want a cheat code, since that's one of George's famous phrases, cheat mm-hmm. code. Yeah. You ready? Let me give you a cheat code if you want. You're supposed to do 18 Pelotons, right? Yeah. Okay, now did, they dis- did, did Mason in Ireland tell you how long each Peloton class needed to be? No, but I do at least 20 or 30-minute classes with a five-minute cool down. Okay. Well, all I wanted to tell you was there are plenty of short-term classes that you could do to just get a check. Yep, I did it today, 10 minutes. I did it today, 10 minutes. You could do, instead of one 30-minute class, you could do three 10-minute classes, and you'll get to 18 real fast. Oh, no, no, wait, no, no, wait, no. no. What I'm going to Bri- do the full 20. What is Briona's saying? Are you saying he's cheating? Like, what is happening here? $25,000. not cheating. I said I'm going to do 20 or 30-minute classes okay. with a five-minute cooldown. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's an Why actual class. Why don't you just go follow me on Peloton? Whatever I do, you do the same thing. I do it every day. No seas huevón, okay, Bergman? No seas I don't know if I can handle the, the club bangers like you, though. No Dude, seas huevón. Okay, that's it. All right? No seas huevón. Um, so, Bergman, real quick while we have you here, uh, we were going to talk Dodgers, so let me just ask you two quick questions. Um, the Dodgers have a lot of decisions to make. If you had to pick one of their impending free agents not to come back, who would it be? Not to come back? Not to. Probably. I was talking about with Mace. Kenley Jansen. Really? You'd rather have Kershaw than Kenley Jansen at this point? Yeah, Kenley Jansen is going to get overpaid by somebody. He is going to, and he has, he had a great year this year. And I just don't think that he, maybe he can't bring it all the way back. He's not worth about the amount of money he's probably going to want and somebody's going to give to him. But what do you do with Seager then? That was my next question. I want Seager. Yeah, but what do you do with Trey Turner? Turner stays at second base. Okay. Yeah, man, I wouldn't give up Corey Seager. No way. I mean, too young, too accomplished, too clutch. There's no way. I mean, to me, Corey Seager is one of those guys you just do not let him walk away, especially for nothing. You know, you got to sign Corey Seager. And I know everybody thought, and I was one of those people that said, okay, well, when they got Trey Turner, at least they've got an insurance policy now for Corey Seager because he's going to be a free agent. But I would not 
give up on Corey Seager at all. No, Corey Seager hits in the postseason, whereas Trey Turner, as we saw, was not well, very good. Well, I mean, he won, he, them, he won another team a championship a couple years not ago. Not because of him. He I mean, did not hit very well when he was with with uh, the Nationals, and he didn't do it here either. And look, he's a great player, possibly hate, an MVP. I hate this conversation. It's such a small sample. Like, it is a small sample, yes. but I, Corey Seager was the World Series MVP. He was the NLCS MVP. He was the only one that really did Corey anything Se- in this. I, look, I agree with keeping Corey Seager. I just asked you the question. I just think... I think I'd let Kershaw walk. I mean, I get that they won't because of the history, but I, I would let. I think he's going to get overpaid by somebody. Well, if he gets overpaid by somebody, then he'll probably go. Like, I if you if Texas is like here's three years, thirty million dollars a year, yeah. yeah, then okay, thank you very for your service, Clayton. Yes. You did great for us, but yeah. I don't think he's going to get that. And I don't think anybody would would fault him because I don't think anybody believes that the Dodgers should be paying Clayton Kershaw anywhere near that kind of money at this stage of his career, especially the season that he's coming off of where he really was hurt most of the year and didn't really make much impact at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I listen, I, I think that, you know, I, I'm a big believer that the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury, and the dude's been hurt, I think, four or five years in a row now. He has a bad back. Ever since he went to Australia, he's had a bad back, and it, it happens every single year. Are you blaming year. kangaroos or something? No, when he had the, the flight, flight, it was this whole thing, this flight where he went to Australia, then he played the Diamondbacks, but it was still preseason, but it actually counted for the regular season. It was weird a couple oh, years I ago. Oh, I remember that, yes. And he came back, and he hurt his back on the flight back, yeah. and he's never really been the same. Yeah. Hmm. I got a real question for you, though. What, do I really look that much bigger? Not that much. <laughs> but what I noticed was when I saw your profile when right. you turned, yeah, because yeah. it's funny because now that there's people here, I noticed when I, you know, when we all used to come here, that that speaker in the kitchen area used to always be on, so people would always be able to hear what the radio station. Yeah, was we saying. couldn't hear anything. Yeah, you guys had it off, so I was talking to you and Scott, and you couldn't hear me because the speaker wasn't on. So I'm glad I'm here, so you guys would turn on the speaker because I've made you turn on the speaker now, and people can actually listen to the station. Well, so you know, George said you look like Zion Williamson. No, I did not. Said. Actually, Scott said, said that. Oh, I did. It was me. Yes. Oh, yeah, my you God. said that. Oh, I said me. no. He's not Zion. Oh. He's not waddling. Oh. But when I saw your profile. It looked like you'd probably kick back a few. You were talking about Australia, or maybe a few too extra, too many Fosters. You know yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. mean, I don't drink that much, but I do eat a lot, so that might be a problem. Yeah, you know. there's a little bit of a um, a punch. A, yeah, like a parish kind of shape going yeah, on. Yeah, I know it's got to go away. I mean, it's listen. It happens to the best of us. That's what I will say. I like to call it a dad bod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know? works too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All uh, I can no. tell you is this: Olivia Amato. 30-minute hard rock ride today. Yeah. You will get so much done in such a short period of time. So, look, Bergman, here goes. Alex Toussaint, okay, AT, my big dog. That's yep. my number one Peloton instructor. Club bangers. Kendall Tool. That's right. Kendall Tool, the former USC cheerleader. She's my number two. Jen Sherman, because I like her because she's kind of like me. She's just a middle-aged chick, and she doesn't put makeup on. She's, she's, just, she's just raw. And then Olivia Amato. Those four Peloton instructors. Follow me on Peloton like I followed you yesterday. Do what I do, and we'll lose weight together, buddy. All right, so let's do it. L- let, let me ask you this. Lindsay, do you have that promo I asked you for that I heard the, uh, a little while ago? All right, Bergman, do you have headphones you can wear? Wearing headphones. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know. I can't see because the light's in my way. Um, so, all right, play this promo for Mason in Ireland because I, you, you know, you've worked with them more than almost anyone, I think, at this point. Play this promo that I heard during one of the breaks. Mason, Ireland, the biggest show on the radio. You know, we fly Delta on the Laker planes. Right. They're putting Peloton on the on the screens. On the plane? So, on the plane. They're going to teach stretching, meditating, or falling asleep. You know what Sleeping. the app does to let you fall asleep? 
plays the Travis and Sliwa show. <laughs> oh, Listen to you. Listen to you. That is a no really way. good show. Shots. Shots. Mason <laughs> and Ireland. Back tomorrow at 1255 p.m. On 710 ESPN. Do you know why I know Travis and Sliwa are doing a good job? Because Mason is threatened by them. Absolutely. Now, they're on the board at SoFi Stadium, and now he's just taking random shots. He's completely well. threatened by them. He talks about them so much. No one gives that show more promotion than Mason. Oh. And he has to see them because, you know, there's a lot of crossing over now in the radio station. I mean, Travis and Sliwa are back. Mason and Ireland are back. All of a sudden, half of Sedano and Cap is back. Yeah, I mean, I only for know. a day. Don't get too crazy. I'm yeah, I know. Why back. Why is it everybody else is back? Why are you yeah. and me not back? I mean, I'm honestly like, it's a long drive, bro. Yeah, like when you do TV, you're gone by like what, one? Yeah, I got you're not around for three more hours. Nah, I mean, crazy. maybe on the days I'm doing TV, I might be able to, I would consider sticking around. No, but, you are not. <laughs> I mean, but today I got to do TV. I have had to do TV twice. I should have stuck around, but unfortunately I had to go home to get some get packed because I got to fly tomorrow. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll think about it. How about that? What are you doing on TV tonight? I'm uh, hosting the studio stuff for the uh, Warriors-Hornets game. The first quarter break-ins, halftime, third quarter, et cetera. Got it. With Tim Legler. Who's in L.A.? I love Le We should have told Legs to come here. Yes, he should have. He I know, but it's, you know, he's probably having dinner now. I'm not messing with him. Like, you know, he's got stuff to do. See, that's, by the way, Bergman, just so you know, that's why I'm getting fat is because, or let me rephrase uh -oh, it. Uh-oh, Steve Mason text. Hold on. Okay, wait a second. Because it's why I'm getting fatter, Bergman, is because we don't get off the air till seven, and uh -oh. I wind up not eating dinner till eight. Yeah, I d blame that. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I promote the show because there are lead in. I kid because I love. What do you think, Bergman? I, I agree. I mean, you guys do the same thing for Mason Island. You talk more about Mason Island than any other show. Well, but I I feel like and they're your no, lead but in. I do it because I feel like Mason loves to give it but can't take it. And I know that, it, that <laughs> you're just trying to like pushing buttons. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question. But I think Mason now understands that after all the years that I've been here. So I think there is an understanding there. There's the alliance. I, I think I think Mason is threatened. Mason, whatever you say, that's fine. I think you're threatened by well, how about uh, Mason Travis. Today they're the hot new thing. They're the new they're the new girl on the block. Yeah. Mason, though, today, though, George, he was saying that he thinks that you are annoyed with everything that I say. He only says, half the things. That's only half true. I think the better description for this show for Sedano and Cap is there's the emotional and there's the rational. Yes, that's you. The emotional. I'm clearly far more of the rational. Uh, all right, Bergman, it's great to see you. Um, you too, buddy. And your pear shape. Yes. Get on that Peloton, dog. How dare dog. you, sir? Yeah. Eight, how many, so you got, you've done one this month, right? What's well, the third day of the month? I mean, you got a long you way to go. It, right? I, I did you one. Remember, you got Thanksgiving. You're definitely not working out Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's do be real. It every day. That weekend, and you're out. Like, no. Yeah. No. Make sure on Thanksgiving Day, you do it on Thanksgiving Day, because once you get that done on Thanksgiving Day, then go eat whatever you want. And then you got to give it up to Amanda if you lose? Yeah, so Oof. if yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I have to do 18 in this month, or I lose money in mythical money, and Amanda takes over my payments. Oh and my oh, she takes over your. Oh, payments. well, that's good. I mean, you don't. Yeah, I mean, at least that. Oh, I thought you were gifting it to her. Oh no, I that's yeah. way too much money. I'll tell you what, it's an amazing deal that Peloton. I think yeah. what's your payment about sixty five dollars a month? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Bergman. Good to see you. Too, buddy. All right, coming up next. Are the Raiders kind of unraveling here? Let's get into that on the other side a little bit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, yeah. 1990, number one. Vanilla ice, 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 baby. How many, uh, what percentage of the song do you know by heart? I mean, this isn't where it normally starts, is it? Nope. Yeah. Cooking MCs like I a got, pound guys. of bacon. No, no, that's fine. I just was going to start the uh, original where the song was going to start, but that's not the first verse usually. Um, what part of the song? Um, mm, I mean, with my rag top without the words or if I'm doing like karaoke? Yeah, karaoke. Oh, with karaoke, I can rock the whole thing. If I knew the words, if I had the words in front of me, because I know the beat to it. I mean, I was 1990. I was like 12 years old when this song came out. So, I have to admit it. I'm just going to admit it. Whatever. Okay. You know, don't hate. All right. Okay. I really like the song. I really do. I mean, I know he's kind of a laughing stock of a rapper. I, I'll say this, though. I mean, I you play this song at a bar now and people get into it. Yeah. Like, so yeah. It, it's, you know, it's not like shameful to say that. There was a time because, you know, Vanilla Ice was trying to act like he was someone he wasn't. And then people were clowning him for it. And then Suge Knight held him over a balcony railing. Allegedly. Um, and, yeah, so there was that. But, I mean, he's like an, isn't he like an HGTV star or something now? Yeah, doesn't he have some kind of a show of some sort that does I something? I don't think that thing lasted <laughs> very Modeling long. show? Yeah, he yeah, had something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Like some kind of DIY I feel like he has to, had it for like years. I think he had it for like a year or two, right? Really? I felt like it was longer. But, I was addicted to that TV like channel. But so. this song, man, I mean, I you know, you can be a one hit. Uh, listen, I take being a one hit wonder, wouldn't you? Yeah, I remember being a kid though. Like I was in you know college, and and uh, this was song was like one of the hottest songs going at the time. And back then, MTV was you know th- that's where they actually played music on MTV. Yeah. And uh, and they said to him, they, they did an interview with him, and they're like, well, you know, a lot of people think that you ripped off Queen, right? And under, under pressure. pressure, yeah. And he went, no, 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 no. If you listen to my song, my song goes, ding, 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 did the ding, 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 did the ding, ding. He's now, if you listen to Queen under pressure, that's a completely different beat. Theirs goes like this, bing, 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 bing. I was like, is he for real? Is he for real, my man? There's the ting in there. That's what he. That's what he points out. The ting. Yeah, there's one little note that's slightly different. By the way, his show was on for nine seasons. There you go. I knew it was on for a long time. Yeah, there's a very subtle difference, but, I mean, he did rip it off. Let's be real. But you know what? Artists have been doing that forever, you know? I mean, they you know, they credit. Most of them credit. Some don't. Look at What's-His-Face. They got sued by the Marvin Gaye um, um Oh, you mean What's-His-Face? The, uh, the guy who passed away, his son, Robin something or other. Thick. Robin Thicke, yes. Mm. His dad, Alan. May he rest in peace. Right. Um, Robin Thicke got sued by the Marvin Gaye. Um, um, the Estate? Estate, yes. That's the for word what I was, was searching what, for. I'm trying to remember. What was that song? It was... Um, uh, blurred Lines. Yeah, Blurred Lines. Yeah. Blurred Lines. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. it, that's the reality of it. You got to credit people. You got to pay some people. It's fine to remix. I mean, listen. We were laughing about Pitbull a couple weeks ago. I mean, Pitbull remixes a lot of stuff. Hell, Diddy has remixed a ton of stuff over the years. That's all he does, man. That's and, all he but does. it's fine because as long as you pay the rights fee, you're good. And you create your own jam, you know? 
That's why Vanilla Ice didn't have to pay it because his was so vastly different. Yeah, it had one little different ding. Side note, my friend uh, Anthony Smith uh, took him to the Lakers game the other night. We were talking about like best concert you'd ever been to. He said Pitbull was like the most fun oh, he's dude. ever had. At a I've been to a, he's awesome. Yeah, I've been to a Pitbull show. It is the most fun you'll ever have. Dude, I love it's Pitbull. It's a party. Man. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a total huge, party. It's like a huge like. I want to say Latino party, but not really. It's like a mixture of people. It's yeah. so dope. He's he's just he's like Mr. A, Worldwide. He is Mr. Right. Worldwide. He's a 305 boy, you know. Yeah, but Mr. Worldwide. Um, by the way, it is National Sandwich Day. We were talking about that earlier. Power ranking sandwiches. Uh, Starfish and Coffee sends us uh, number five, fried egg. Number four, BLT. Number three, French dip. Uh, number two, grilled cheese. Number one, Reuben. I don't like that list at all. I hate a Reuben. I feel like grilled cheese. I know people are going to tell me, bro, you haven't had the right grilled cheese. It's just bread and cheese, bro. All right, and a French dip, if you have to dip it, I feel like that's not a good enough sandwich. Uh, BLT is, I guess, okay, but, I mean, super basic. And then fried egg is also super – that's very basic is what I would say. I think the other thing is about a BLT, nowadays anyway, you got to add an avocado. You can't just be stuck at a BLT. You got to be at a BLTA. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, you got to throw in avocado on a BLT. Um, Coop sends us – he says Mike's Deli off of Slauson is the best place in town for a sandwich on National Sandwich Day. Okay. Um. So there you go. So be noted. Yeah. Uh. He, Starfish and Coffee has now sent us another tweet saying that here are the specific places for the specific sandwiches. Uh. Philippe's French Dip, Weiler's Reuben. I I have been to Weiler's. I don't. I don't. Again, I just don't like Reuben. Um, I mean, a Reuben. Now hold on a second. A Reuben. You got to just. I mean, Reuben's quite a sandwich, George. I, mean, I don't. When you, I don't care for. It. I know, but it's just but it's got taste corned beef or or is it corned beef or pastrami? It's I want corn beef. Corn beef, yeah. Yeah, corn sure. beef, then Russian dressing, sauerkraut. Oh, no, it's got stuff in it. I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. But, I mean, again, that's one of those things where when you're done, you better have your cholesterol pills nearby, you yeah. know? Yeah. Hey, real quick, let's sneak this in here because I want to talk to Ramona. We're going to talk to Ramona at 540. we got Radio Tinder coming up. Are the Raiders, like, the Gruden thing, the Rugs thing, like, are you worried about them at all? I am. I, I am very curious, I will say this, with the Rams – Cutting Deshaun Jackson. And, and by the way, real quick, I don't want to minimize the rug thing. Like what no. how it happened was awful. Okay. It, listen, I, I was talking to guys this afternoon, like I was at a lunch with a group of dudes, and everybody's like, yo, you hear about this thing with this player from the from the Raiders? I'm like, yeah, this guy rugs. And and everybody was sitting there going, Imagine being a young kid, having a bank account filled with money, buying your dream car, a Corvette. You're out at three something in the morning partying. You got a hot chick with you in the car, you're showing off. I, I mean, I'm just kind of making it all up. But a hundred and fifty six miles an hour, one hundred fifty seven miles an hour is what they said the car was doing. And then when he hit the car that was stopped, a hundred and twenty six miles an hour when the airbags deployed. And obviously, the sad part of the story is not Henry Ruggs in his career. The sad part of the story is the young lady and yes, her dog that were both killed. Yeah, awful, awful situation. Horrible. And, yeah, and you wonder situation. if, if since the Gruden resignation, and now the, it's not like the Raiders were like, "Hey, look, he's a young guy." It's terrible. Let's, no, let's support him. They cut him. Yeah. Like, we don't want anything to do with you, yeah. man. I mean, you killed somebody. So, yeah, you wonder if the Raiders, yet again, another monster piece of adversity for their for their team, will they rally or will they crumble? Well, it, it, it has been a trying time for them, for sure, as a team. And, again, I didn't want to minimize that part, so I, I know we were trying to do it quickly, but I, I it just – that you know what, and that's why I wanted to make sure we discuss the rugs thing, even if it's for a minute, uh, because it is an awful situation. There's really no other way to discuss that. Um, but from a sports perspective, as we try to compartmentalize, it is it is going to be um, something to see 
if they can 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 get through this because this is not some small thing. Like somebody on your team having that kind of a, a, a reckless accident is not a, a, a small thing by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, so. and and listen, if you again, let's let's just again to use your word, compartmentalize. Good word, hard to say. When you think about it from a football perspective, first round draft choice, you're hoping that that player is an immediate impact player. Rugs was that. Now. He, he's gotten himself into a situation where he's not going to play football. He's, this guy's going to be in jail. Yeah. And and this was a guy that you said, we want to get this player on our team. And Mark Davis was quoted as saying, that was the only guy I wanted in the draft. And to, to see this kid now, uh, from a football perspective, I, I know it's a horrible story, just pure football. Look what he's done to his team. Really, 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 really awful situation. Yeah, um, 3.40 in the morning on yeah. a Tuesday night or a Monday night, whatever it was, or yeah. Tuesday morning. Wild. Terrible. All right, we will uh, switch gears to something a little lighter for sure. Uh, we will do Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30. That's coming up in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. What do you got, Linz? All right, so Billy Crystal, he can boast a number of achievements over the course of his storied Hollywood career, but in his own mind, he'll also be remembered for one other less-than-boast-worthy thing— he said, quote, I'm the schmuck who turned down Toy Story. He confessed <laughs> to Yahoo Entertainment about what he says is his biggest career regret. Of course, Toy Story went on to be a wildly successful franchise with four blockbuster films that were huge hits. And I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever turned down a job or like a gig and really regretted it later? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I'm going to swipe left on that. I feel like I've been very fortunate with my career decisions. Um, I have actually, it's actually been the opposite for me in a lot of cases. I have left situations that have then crumbled and I was like, whoo, thank God I did that when I did it. You know what I mean? Like, so I have not had that. And look, knock on wood, I don't. Right. 
because uh, it's certainly very possible in any line of work, but particularly this line of work. Uh, but I have not had that issue. But that is a great one because I've heard a lot of like stories about actors, particularly passing or actresses passing on roles. And man, there's there's way more of those stories than you hear. But Billy Crystal would have been great because he was already in Monsters Inc., so he'd already done the animated stuff. Yeah, I wonder which one he would have been if he would have been Buzz or if he would have been Woody. Because it had been to be Buzz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Tim Allen got that because Billy Crystal turned it down. Which I feel like Tim Allen is perfect for that. So it, it worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know he would have played a. It would have been a different Buzz. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Billy, Billy's great. Billy would have done whatever he wants. Billy Crystal, arguably one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, dude, you don't even understand. I'm glad we're talking about this. Billy Crystal's one of those people in my life that I've not met that I desperately want to meet. Right, me too. And you feel like you know him, don't you? Big time. And I'll tell you something. Um, we had this conversation last week about Saturday Night Live and like all-time great character actors on Saturday Night Live. And I said Billy yeah. Crystal's in my top three. Yeah. And people jumped me all over Twitter. Billy Crystal on SNL was fantastic. Billy Crystal as a stand-up comedian was incredible. And a few years ago, George, I was driving to L.A. from San Diego back in the day, and I was going to see Billy Crystal's one-man show, and I got a call on the way up there, and they said, oh, Billy wasn't feeling well, so he canceled the show tonight. And I wound up going to a hotel with my then-wife, and that's where we got into the fourth kid, who, by the way, turns 15 today. My, wow, my happy birthday. One, yeah, my little one, Julia, turns 15 today. And so for all the 710 listeners that were commenting on my Instagram picture, I appreciate you guys in that. But I love Billy Crystal, and I actually would have thought that he would have played Woody. Wait, I wouldn't have thought he was going to play Buzz. You buried the lead. Your, your daughter was conceived in a hotel after a Billy Crystal canceled show? That's correct. Billy oh, Crystal geez. canceled his show. My my now ex-wife and I decided, well, we're here. We're already here. So we went and we stayed. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. Avenue of the Stars. I'm trying to remember which hotel it was. And, um, and yeah, that night, you know, I got lucky, you know. All right. Well, speaking of daughters, 19-year-old mm. Myla Hill, the daughter of NBA Hall of Famer Grant Hill, made her amateur mixed martial arts debut last week. Hill made quick work of her opponent, Jenna Loza, locking her up with a very impressive rear naked choke in the first round of their fight at rival fight league Halloween Havoc. So then her dad, Grant Hill, tweeted out just how proud he was of Myla's performance on Tuesday, saying, four days later, and I'm still in awe of my daughter Myla's performance in her first amateur MMA fight. She was focused, composed, which her mother and I were not before and during the fight, mm. aggressive, and clearly not afraid of the moment inside the octagon. Hashtag Team Myla, hashtag Proud Dad. If your daughter... Both you guys have daughters. So mm -hmm. if your daughter decided that she wanted to pursue an MMA career, would you try to get her to reconsider? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I would swipe right here. I would try and get her to reconsider. You know, I've told you guys my 19-year-old daughter, just like Grand Hill's got a 19-year-old, my 19-year-old daughter plays soccer. And let me tell you guys, um, when you get to the upper levels of club soccer or college soccer like she's playing now, I'm telling you guys right now, you'd be shocked at how insanely physical women's college soccer is. These girls beat the ever-living hell out of each other. And every time it happens on the field, I'm like, oh, no, there's a blown-out knee. You know, there's a broken ankle. And it's never really that bad. But as physical as soccer is, the thought of my 19-year-old daughter in an MMA fight, I cannot even imagine if she said, hey, Dad, I want to start training for MMA. I'd be like, that's a terrible idea terrible idea see i now, would i would swipe right uh because i i did martial arts for 20 years i would totally be in on that 
Um, and I think it would be pretty awesome. Um, it still would be nerve wracking, but I think it would be pretty awesome if she wanted to do it. I don't think my, my I know my daughter's temperament and personality. I don't think she would do it. Uh, but if she wanted to, I would totally support it. Oh, I would just the, the notion of my daughter getting punched in the face or having somebody ground and pound her. Right. But what if she's doing her? it to somebody else? Nah, I still don't know that I'd really love it. <laughs> Get off of her, Jillian. You got her beat already. Get off of her. Stop punching her in the face. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, I would try my favorite, my favorite MMA fighter, female MMA fighter, Thug Rose. She's fighting. She's fighting. Rose Namajunas is fighting Zhang Wei Li yep. this weekend. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be a good fight because that it first is. fight was not. Nobody expected that outcome. Yeah. I don't this think fight. it was indicative of what this fight will be. I think this fight will go the distance. Yeah, for sure. Hey, speaking no. of fights, I will be in Vegas this weekend for the Canelo Alvarez fight. First time I'm ever seeing Canelo fight in person. I'm really stoked to see Canelo live and see what it's all about. It's a big fight weekend. UFC, boxing. Yeah, it should be fun this weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. I won't be able to watch any of it live. I'll have it all recorded, but uh, I because uh, I've got Oregon and Washington this weekend. I'll be up in. I've got NBA on Friday night. I've got Milwaukee and the Knicks, and then Saturday I am uh, going to be at that Oregon Washington game. So, wow, crazy weekend for Hardest you. Hardest working guy in back show to business. back. Yeah, I'll be in Vegas partying and having a good time with have Canelo. Fun. Yeah, have fun with that. All right, one more lens real quick because we got a break for Ramona. All right, uh, the heart and soul of the San Francisco Giants is ready to call it a career. Catcher Buster Posey will reportedly announce his retirement Thursday, ending a 12-year run with the franchise. Posey, who's only 34, experienced a resurgence at the plate, hitting 304-390-499 for all you baseball fans out there, with 18 home runs, and he made the All-Star team. As Dodgers fans know... Posey played a key role in the Giants' surprising run in the playoffs. Is Buster Posey a first ballot Hall of Famer? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Swipe right, yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Yes, no question. And especially at that position, like, you don't get a lot of offensive numbers out of that position pretty regularly. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and he's a great defensive catcher, too. So, yes. I'm also swiping right. I think if you've got three World Series championships and you are, as you described, in the heart and soul of a team, but what makes Buster Posey even better at the end is the way he came back from brutal injuries, uh, injuries that created rule changes in baseball, and he was able to lead the San Francisco Giants to a 107-win regular season at the end? Yeah, Buster Posey, first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day at 4, excuse me, 5.30 here on the show. Coming up next, Ramona. She's going to stop by. We'll talk some Lakers with her. We'll get her thoughts on this defense and how she feels, uh, you know, what this roster is going to look like, if it's going to stay with this particular group or she thinks it needs to improve like I do. We'll get to that coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> yeah there's the laugh of ramona shelburne mama momo is joining us here we got a little theme song going i'm in studio today momo it's weird but in a good really? way yeah 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 i come in sometimes because I, I oftentimes have to do the show right after i come from tv and uh it's, it's so much better in studio oh yeah 
so nice. Yeah, but I, I, I don't I don't miss the drive. I got to be honest with you. So there's that. No, part of the I question. don't either. Yeah. But it's just I'm already there. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I got to be here uh, later, so that's why I came into the studio. But um, so Momo, Scott and I were talking about this Lakers team. Okay, Hi, Ramona. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hey, Scotty. we and, and Scott look brings up a great point, and it's it's generally how we all feel about this, right? Twenty games. Let's see what it looks like. Let's get to Christmas. Figure it out, right? Now, it doesn't mean along the way you can't make observations. And my observation is this, that unless Talon Horton Tucker is the next coming of Ron Artest, and he might very well be. I don't know that. I mean, he might. He's very talented, and he's very young. Um, This defense is not good enough to be a championship-level team because in the last 20 years, there's been one team, and it was the 2001 Lakers, that has not been a top-10 defensive team. So if the goal here is to win an 18th title, I don't think this particular roster, the way it's currently constructed, is is the team that's going to be able to do that. How do you feel about their roster in this defense? I'm not there yet. Um, I think uh, Anthony Davis is so damn good defensively that, like, I don't want to write them all off. Because I mean, we look, we were saying that about Brooklyn last year. You know, Brooklyn can't win because their defense isn't good enough. And then in the playoffs, they were pretty good defensively. Like, even James Harden was kind of good, you know, until he got hurt, right? Because they play that sort of switch everything style. They play that same way D'Antoni used to play in Houston. Um, and if you just if you just look at this team, like, they have players who should be better defensively. Like, Russell Westbrook is incredible athletically. He should be better defensively. If they get him to buy into the system, he doesn't have to be all world. But if he just buys in and plays good team defense, they'll be fine. Carmelo is even playing good team defense right now. I mean, so I, I wouldn't say that they're going to be an elite defensive team, but when you have a player as good as as good as AD defensively, and if they can get the, I think it's all about buying, right? And 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 LeBron can be an all defensive player. He has that. He has that ability. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to go that far. It, like, do they miss KCP and Caruso? Absolutely, but. Um, can those other guys, do they have the ability? Yes. Yeah, you see, Ramona, I'm on the other side of this with George, and that is only because they're eight games in. And of the eight games mm-hmm. that they've played so far, the loss at Oklahoma City is the one that sticks out. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't really have a big problem. They're five and three. We said we were going to give them 20 games to judge. The only time I've been judgmental is after that Oklahoma City game when I came on the air and said they stunk last night, and they did. Mm-hmm. So... For me, this is a team that's trying to figure itself out. All these new players, all these personalities that are being put together for the first time, they didn't play in the preseason. So I'm not really ready to, to declare that they can't if they don't become this great defensive team. I'm, I'm just not ready yet. Well, look, let's be honest about who they've beaten, okay? I, I think the Memphis win was a good one, and then the rest have been games. preseason I mean, games. What, is there any other win you would say? Oh, that wouldn't go. Preseason doesn't count. I mean, those guys—they weren't even really no, no, trying. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that like, the games that they're playing right now are a continuation of the preseason. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. I mean, they, they, look, the NBA schedule makers did a very nice thing for the Lakers in giving them this five-game stretch against two against the Thunder, two against the two against the um, Rockets, and one against Cleveland. And I think Cleveland is the best of the bunch in terms of those teams. But th- those were five wins put on their schedule. And they even lost one of those. So, you know, how much can we really draw from these games right now? I mean, the fact that Houston game was close yesterday is not not a great sign. But I think it's it's really nice that they get to work their their issues out in this 
easy patch of games. This, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me mm-hmm. of, and I again, maybe I'm overreacting, but I, I this reminds me of that 2018 Cavs team when LeBron brought D Wade over. Yeah, and at the middle of the season, they like they jettisoned half the team at the trade deadline. I feel like this will be something similar. Maybe not half the team, but a lot of different. I think there'll be different faces at the trade deadline here. Could. Yeah, totally. Definitely could. I mean, look, the whole year we're going to go back to the decision they made over the summer, which was to choose Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald. Like, that's the that's the trade. That's the one that you and, and frankly, to, to make the trade at all. Like you could have kept KCP, Kuzma and Montrez Harrell. I think we were all in favor of of them making a trade because that team before has seemed like it peaked and it didn't have enough offensively. Um, well, and Frank didn't trust Montrez really Harrell on defense. Yeah, yeah, and I and I don't think. Um, and then they let Caruso go basically for nothing, right? right? Which which was not a, a smart move, I don't of, think. Yeah. Uh, well, based on how he's playing in Chicago, it, it hasn't looked great so far. Um, but let's see, let's see those other guys that they went and got, I and mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, Monk's been good and bad. Like very, that, that's his, just, that's what we expected from Monk, right? Monk was, sometimes he's really good and sometimes you don't even notice him. Um, and which is why he was available. Right. But he can, he can, he can be better. Um, so I, I think those role players, like you have to look at, you have to give them some time, but the, the real question is, did they make the right call between Buddy Heald and Russell right. Westbrook? And that, that I think is going to take, all season long to answer. I know this 2025 games. I don't think we'll know after 25 games. I think after 25 games, you'll know if it's a failure or a success, but like the answer to the question is going to come in the playoffs. Sure. Does, because part of the reason they wanted Westbrook was in the playoffs and everybody's going to clamp down on LeBron and AD. Can you have that third score, that third star that carries you throughout the playoffs? Um, and they wanted Westbrook. They went for star power, former MVP, uh, as opposed to Buddy Heald who's shooting 40, Three percent right now, from three. Right for fit, they went for star over fit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the other losses on defense. Theoretically, if you have a good system, which Frank Vogel does, and you have an All NBA caliber defender, if not Defensive Player of the Year caliber defender, Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. you should be able to mix and match. It just they shouldn't feel the defensive drop off as much if they get buy in, and that's where, and that's a that's a huge if. Everybody's got to buy in. Defense is effort and system. Um, and I see some players buying in, but we haven't seen it all the way yet. Now that's interesting to me because I would be thinking to myself, who's not buying in, you know, because all I do is say, Hey, LeBron, he's not buying in handle this. I mean, I can't even imagine you, you've put this team together. Everybody's goal is the same. Who would not be buying in? I think what I've, I think Mello has been a pleasant surprise in terms of how much he's bought into the system. Westbrook is, to me, at least a work in progress defensively. Um, I'm not going to, it's not, it's too soon to say he's not buying in. He's just never done that before um, at, at that level on that end. But I, I think he really wants to succeed. I mean, that's the thing when you just, I've just been around him a little bit in the beginning here and, and everything he's doing, everything he's trying to say, um, and, and even just his actions on the court and, and in his life, like he's really happy to be home in LA. And he kept saying this thing, George, like, I don't know if you watch the Showtime documentary on him. He had this, uh, every time he'd get to this big moment in his life, whether it was UCLA or the draft, the NBA, who, who he's playing with, he'd always say this thing like, I just got to not mess it up. 
Right. And it was like an interesting statement, right? And I, I kept I keep thinking about that with Russ. Like he knows how this is really important to him to do well in his hometown. He really is excited about playing here with LeBron and AD and the chance to win in front of his friends and family. He doesn't want to mess this up. So I think you have all and he's and I, I don't know if you caught that quote from from LeBron. I think it was last night with Mike Trudeau. He said, when you have an all-world player like Russ, uh, it, you know, sometimes you get focused on fitting in. But when you're a fit special out, player right. like Russ, sometimes yeah, yeah. you have to fit out. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was an interesting quote. Yeah, he used that with Kevin Love really back in the day. Yeah, it was a good quote. As a matter of fact, it, Trudell had to go yeah. back in for the second part of the question because I don't think LeBron heard him the first time ask him mm-hmm. about Russ. And after LeBron had kind of gone through everything he'd gone through, he said, okay, hey, hey, back to the question, though, about Russ. So it was a good thing he did that, Trudell, because I thought that was an interesting quote yeah. also. That, that fit out. That's why that Mike Trudell is uh, is one of the best, if not the best, sideline reporter in the NBA. There it is. I've got him as second best, yep. just so you know. Yeah. Who would be first? Who, who? Lisa Salters? You, no, I got you, man. No. Come on. You're my yeah, guy. George Sedano. Lisa right. Salters. She's numero uno. Okay. She's then the I've queen. Got, now Trudell is three. Yeah, Lisa's okay. pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no, you're all you're all good. Thank you, Ramona. <laughs> Ramona, National Sandwich Day. Best sandwich in LA is what? Uh, I'm gonna shout out one of my local spots. Okay. 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 Um, there is a local spot that I always go to. It's over at, near Cal State Northridge called My Hero, um, and they do this thing where they warm the bread up, and it's like, but like Ooh. not in a microwave or anything. They steam it. Oh, steam it. So pretty much, yeah. And you, so you have to eat it there. Like it's one of those things that mm. steam the bread and everything just tastes so much better and kind yummier because it's there. Just like the just regular white bread, you know, mm. but it's good. Mm. Like it's, just, it's like an old school. It's like one of those places that's been there for 70 years, you oh, know? Yeah. And they just make things like classic, you know? I like San Carlo Deli too out here in the Valley too. Okay. San Carlo Deli, they make a really good like Italian sandwich. That's where I go for that. All right. I like it. There what it is. Do you, what do you guys like? I like I like a good Cuban sandwich, but I don't know. Good Cuban is good. I like me anything with ciabatta. I'm a big ciabatta guy. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah, I love me my some ciabatta. I like, I, my like classic, bread is hollow, I like classic though. sandwiches. Yeah, what's that? I like challah bread. Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course, yeah, Enjoy. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a plate of deli. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, Ramona. Every time, I, every time I do the deli, I get the egg challah bread and I get the rye bread, and I want to, I, I want to make myself do the rye bread because I'm sure it's delicious. But I always go for the. I love bread. me a rye. I mean, listen, you get, I get, I'd rather have a patty melt than an actual burger. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I don't I know if my that. rabbi approves when I take bacon, egg, and cheese and I put it on my challah bread, but that's just yeah. No, it's not. It's all kinds of not kosher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You only live once, right? That's what right. you say, rabbi. I only live yeah. once. So, Momo, thank you for the time. As always, appreciate it. You got a voice. See you later, Ramona. There she is, Ramona Shelburne. All right, we can discuss that on the other side. Cap, we'll get into that. We got what you need to know in between. Seven ten, ESPN. Back in two and a half minutes.